Shuffle. Shuffle. Hello and welcome to another episode of Kill Shuffle. One more. I'm Donald. It's not the last one, I'm Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> I should hope not. Although, we're going to start ramping down soon because you and I have, well I don't know about you, but I've got about 50 or 60 albums in my albums of the year long list and I need to, I need to start giving them some serious listen time. And it's going to be probably the most, uh, not divisive of of top 20s but uh, ours are going to be quite polar opposite to each other in some aspects I could make a bet with uh, you <laughs> and, and that's and that's with you having 60 yeah and, right and, now and excluding yes. and that's probably like not including a lot of what I have yeah I mean last year there was uh, I think there were three or four albums that crossed over between our top 20s Mm-hmm. But this year, I feel like there has to be a little bit more. Maybe not. Maybe there won't be. Maybe it'll be the same story. But because Kill Shuffle started in May of last year, we've now been doing this. This will be the entire calendar year of 2018. Yeah. Where you and I have considered a lot of the same albums. Yeah. Week on, week off. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And a lot of other stuff, because why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's on my list that hasn't um, that we have not covered on the show for one reason or another but i'm very excited to talk about yeah um so we will be taking a break basically what's going to happen in the next few weeks is that album releases are going to ramp down i've already started to notice that if you go on like album of the year and stuff like that you know usually you'd be scrolling forever to the get big, through the big february announcements are being announced exactly not- yeah all of a sudden it's like singles are dropping for albums that are not coming till 2019 mm-hmm. versus like oh it's out in you know it's out on you know, November 6th Slipknot for example for example released a bombing track yeah While She Sleeps released a track which I quite enjoyed um, I wouldn't put it among their best work but it's like I'm interested to hear the album that it's based so, around Soul Work have stuff is that oh end of the year or is it Soul Work is uh, early uh, early 2019 okay that's fine yeah two songs from that so far so basically what I'm saying is you know we will be hibernating for a couple of weeks just to like put together our top 20s and we'll be coming back with another three hour bumper mm-hmm. <laughs> end of year special which I'm very excited to yeah, do it's going to be four hours five hours long at least uh, well we'll see we'll but see like, I, I, I don't I, especially because we're going to be talking about so many albums that didn't make it onto the show I kind of feel like there will be room to discuss uh-huh. and uh and possibly and learn. and learn and grow yeah and debate maybe but yes yeah. in any case uh, we're going to Go ahead and let you know what we're reviewing this week. We've got new albums from uh, Robin, mm-hmm. Tenacious D, The Prodigy, yeah. uh, Drug Church, and Pine. So, And then also, we're also going to take a look back at uh, Marilyn Manson's third album, Mechanical Animals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which you may know is the one with the freaky, genitalialess yeah. alien man on the front. Yeah. Andro- That's what androgyny I knew. Yeah. In, 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 in you described yeah. it to me, I would have gone, "Oh yeah." If you said mechanical animals, I would have been like, "Which one?" So um, we're yeah, we're, so we're going to be chatting about that as well. Yeah. I guess kind of a goth yeah. classic, or not a goth, but like an industrial. It's uh, it's it's like an industrial yeah. goth. I'll classic. explain later where it lies. Okay, cool. Is. I'm excited for your take on it because I'm, you know, I'm not new to Marilyn. We've covered him before, but this this is untouched. Um, for yeah, you. I haven't, Some, I haven't, somehow it's untouched. Somehow, so. somehow, somehow. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, without any further ado, then I guess we'll just dive right into a pot of honey. <laughs> this is a uh, honey. It's the the sixth album from the Swedish pop princess Robin. Um, she has been around a long time. She's been making records since 
1995. Yeah. So this is the longest break. Yeah, I think this is the longest break between albums that she's had. Um, eight years. Body Talk was eight years ago. Yeah. Um, some would say, you know, some would argue that this is, I don't know, her eighth or ninth album because Body Talk was split up into three, well, two official mini albums, mm-hmm. which were followed by a full-length album that was just called it was called Body Talk Part 1, Body Talk Part 2, and then there was an album called Body Talk, which was released at the same time as an EP called Body Talk Part 3. All you need to know is that the final Body Talk album is like a greatest yeah. hits of those EPs, yeah. so I consider that to be the it's, album. It's like <laughs> the, Hall- the Halloween of movie of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Mu- music. It's it's as yeah. confusing as some like anime timelines, to yeah. be honest with you. But uh-huh. but basically, I consider Body Talk to be the album. Um, that's the only one that I'm the only other Robin album that I'm super familiar with. I have, I actually have a copy of Robin, the previous one. I've listened to it a couple times, and it's it's very very good. Um, but body talk for me is the robin album i absolutely love that album yeah um so did you have any previous knowledge of robin or her stuff i think bits the voice is very familiar yeah she's got a really absolutely familiar voice. i think i think some of the singles really really uh outshined mm. through, through the years like uh, call your girlfriend mm-hmm. uh dancing on my own yeah those are the two especially that yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the thing about that album Body Talk is it's 75% songs that are absolute n- no no apologies electropop bangers like those two songs but there's, there's that whole album is packed full of them um, and then there's like 25% absolute shit like <laughs> it's what song it's like an EDM dance hall track and it's just woeful but the 75% of it that's good is so good that I go back to that album all the time. It's fantastic. It's like, turn your stereo up as high as it will go, drive at like, you know, 150 kilometers an hour type music. 88. Yeah, it really reminds me of Lady Gaga's art pop in that respect. Uh-huh. It's big, it's brash, it's bold, electro pop music done to the highest standard. And Max Martin had a finger in that pie. Oh, and that's we, great. Yeah, and Max Martin, like, arguably the most, for better or for worse, he's written some really, really awful stuff, but he's also one of the most successful songwriters of the last exactly. three years. And he's written more number one songs than anybody else. For the most part, you can count on him. And you can, yeah, yeah. Like, as far as Swedish pop music goes, like, Max Martin is the dude. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Honey. Yeah, this is a weird This is a weird space. Totally different. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff has happened in her life. Yep. Uh, divorce. Or sorry, not a divorce, just but a bad big, breakup. But a big rather. breakup, big breakup, uh, a lot of weird shit. Um, yeah, and this is like the culmination of all that in album form. And it's not angry, it's not sad. It's kind of me- very mellow. It's very, yeah. It's like it's very subtle. It's very understated. It's very minimalist. I would say, mm-hmm. especially Sp- spacious. Going from mm. what Robin had been doing before, yeah, powerful washes of electronic stuff. It's in very spacious amounts. Yes, definitely. And there's also like uh, big, but... a lot of organic elements mm-hmm. there too. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of acoustic bass going on. Or yeah. I don't mean to sorry, but like uh, live bass. Yeah, live bass. Um, a lot of chimes that sort of shimmer in and out of various different songs. Yeah. Uh, there's some live drumming. There's all, there's most definitely an electronic sheen to this, but it feels less overbearing than it did on Body Talk yeah it lies more with uh, Chromio's White Women than it does Body Talk yeah yes yeah definitely definitely it feels extremely up to date yeah like 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 current 2018 written all over it yeah you know even in some of the like it 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 very much fits into the trend with modern R&B I think at times 
not necessarily for the better on tracks like you know because it's in the music I like that song yeah. but I like the chorus anyway but I sometimes feel like those verses they, they lean back quite a lot into yeah. just so like one bass line and like one really minimalist drum track and that's that seems to be where modern R&B yeah. is going a lot of times yeah so. but, but a lot of uh, uh, to the contrast of that yeah, a lot yeah. of songs like um, Honey mm. um, some of the first few Human yeah, yeah. Being yeah they don't necessarily have a typical verse right yeah it goes into club territory where it just kind of goes around a certain yeah. feeling for a while it's funny it doesn't actually, really come out of the chorus I say this yeah 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 yeah. and it's yeah. definitely the, the chorus like on this album choruses and verses are less I mean you know the, the choruses still kind of have this day glow quality to them and they're really catchy but I kind of feel like they're less separate than they were before it's it's less you know verse that is just hyping you up for a chorus and then chorus that's this explosion of endorphin mm-hmm. it's more subtle than that she's trying to paint a picture over the course of an entire song yeah um if you want that go to go listen to the new yeah, grimes album or something like that right exactly yeah 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 it, it, it's very a very different approach to a grimes um it's funny you mentioned the club because apparently, you know, Robin is a very avid dancer and she takes, she does lots of dance classes and she like, dan- and she she loves going out dancing. That's kind of her therapy. And you definitely get that on tracks like, uh, you know, because it's in the music, which is actually about sort of dancing to get over your problems. Mm-hmm. And then Between the Lines, even though this album is as 2018 as it comes, I feel it Between the Lines... If, if it gets a music video I don't know if it has a music, but it should be some sweaty club in the 90s that's filmed with the worst JVC camcorder yeah. it's 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 as like TV news in the 80s yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, it's got that a sort of tinny wind tunnel 90s house sound mm. deliberately on purpose yeah, it wouldn't but, look out of place in a Scarface soundtrack no not at know? all not at all um and yeah and, and and it's sort of an album with two halves I think yeah the first half is singles and yeah stuff like that yeah you know exactly like like the Missing You which was the first thing we heard from the album very much the transition point I think mm-hmm. it's as close you know it's as close to an electro pop anthem as this album has and it's as close to the, her previous work mm-hmm. great song really really good song yeah I love it um, and then as the album goes on it it gets weirder and weirder. Well, past honey, which is the yeah. which is the main anchor in this. Yeah, right, in the, right in the middle. Yeah, honey, so. honey is the honey is the point where it splits off into the second half of the album, which is much more experimental. There's a lot of these kind of funk organ loops that yeah. just play again and again on tracks like Beach Two K Twenty to kind of dance hall. Yeah, Cape Town weirdness. Very weird, and I almost would categorize the weirdness as being like Apex Twin style weirdness you know <laughs> the, the chords don't quite fit together and there's an odd atmosphere of you feel like you're listening in on a conversation he's having with somebody um, and and yeah and I say the, the chords they never quite resolve it's very strange uh, on what song is it now Center Robin Immediately oh yeah it's it begins it almost bleeds in from the end of Baby Forgive Me and you kind of feel like it's going to be an interlude track and then out of nowhere, this sort of synth wave pulse just kind of mm, kind of Nero, starts Nero up. Nero feeling, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it grows pretty, pretty huge. Takes over the song, mm. really, uh, really strange. The only, the only song I really 
I don't like. I mean, this this parts of this album that I appreciate more than I like. Um, yeah. But baby, forgive me. I just I can see what she's going for. I understand the the purpose of the song. Mm-hmm. It's, it's necessary. Yeah. It's it's very concept. it's very personal to her. I don't. It doesn't succeed for me musically. Yeah, it's not for you. That's fine. It's not for me. Okay, completely. Okay. It's it's it, she she leans heavily into the uh, the detuned voice. Yeah. And it's it's on a it's in a different key in the background. It's like that kind of crack. Yeah. Not my favorite element of uh, music yeah. in 2018. You hear it quite a bit. You do hear it like a little oversaturated. Yeah. But everything else is pretty new and pretty really creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the the comfort food on this album. I don't know. Like, was it as as far as you're concerned? Was there anything that you could just engage with on like a purely pop I already know level because for me that was Ever Again the last track oh yeah Ever Again Honey Missing You yeah though, yeah, those, those are the yeah Ever Again hasn't been released as a single yet but it, it it's the logical next single oh they're, they're just beautiful like the layers and textures and you can yeah. tell a brutal amount of effort went into getting that to sound as perfect yes definitely as intentional as it needs to be definitely uh, Honey I think was the labour of love on this album uh, the, the title track yep Apparently, it was recorded in like three different cities or four different cities, That's and cool. it went through different, many, many different versions. Some of which there are live, uh, there are live sort of recordings floating around in the ether of. Um, and I like the version that e- that ended up on the album. It's not my favorite song, Honey, but I can, I what I like most about that is how confrontational it is in its imagery. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's so unapologetically feminine and vulnerable and kind of uh i don't know it's something that's asking you to think more than skin deep yeah right right, right, right. and And it's almost uncomfortable the things that it compares like it's obviously about robin's sexuality but the 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 images that she presents you with they're kind of they're so i don't know they're so tangible they're pretty intimate Yeah. yeah it's so intimate um but i can really appreciate that like that's a success that is a big success yeah it's great um it's a really interesting album yeah it's n- I, I quite like it. I can visualize yeah. it in yeah. colors, which is cool. Mm. Like, you know, it's great. Great imagery is invoked. I think it's one of those ones that that will seep into your consciousness over time. Yeah. V- versus the immediate sugar rush of her music previous to this. Yeah. Um, she's wor- she's worked with Class Island. Uh, probably butchering that name, but he's he's her longtime collaborator um, from Sweden. And then there's also another guy that I think has had a more powerful influence on the sound here. Uh, his name is James, or sorry, Joseph Mount. Do you, do you know any of Metronomy's music? No. I, I wish. Yeah. I, oh, yeah? I wish I did. <clears throat> In my um, head, Metronomy make really boring electro. So I don't, I, that's <laughs> always, I've never, uh, for some reason, anything I've heard about them, I've always been like, boring. But this makes me want to go and listen to their stuff because it's, okay. it's, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's There's, there is a place, strange. as we'll find out later, for that kind of electro sure. and stuff. It's timeless. Yes. But yeah. Okay, I'm not sure there's too much more to say, Dill. Is there are you any, anything that jumped out at you beyond what we've discussed already? Not just the amount of care and effort in the fine details. There's a lot of stuff to pick up in the background. Yeah. Like synths that are way out left field. Like, oh, that's totally mm. odd to put that there, but it, it sounds so... It sounds exactly like you recorded it recorded in three different studios. Yeah. You know, like different ideas came at different times and uh, they all managed to stick. Right. Um, they just added to it. Like, like and three, this, yeah. three lives 
of a song brought on all in one recording. Yeah. So that may be not for some, not for everybody, but I I like I like that. Yeah, I think this like the, this the track center Robin immediately like it that is basically describes the philosophy of this album, which was that everybody was working on parts more or less independently and then they would send them to Robin <laughs> she'd be like she'd hear something and she'd kind of go oh my god that's great send it to me or whatever um, and it all meshed eventually in the process but mm-hmm. it was a long process to kind of consolidate all those elements mm-hmm. that everybody was bringing to the table there was you know, a good few songwriters and obviously Robin does the yeah. vocals the vocal arrangements and stuff like that you so, get a very yeah. unique dreamscape that's not totally from the 80s not totally nostalgia beat yeah I and I and, and definitely has a sprinkling of the vaporwave sensibility. Yeah. I think you get that in the artwork, and it's mm-hmm. definitely on a few of the more nostalgic sounding tracks. Yeah, I like that part. The Even most. that title of that song, "Beach 2K20," just reminds yeah. me of something you'd see on a on a vaporwave album. Yeah, I, <laughs> I quite like that. Yeah, I I I really like it. I think I need. I know I'm gonna go back to it because yeah. it's a great album that you can just put on in any company. Because I feel like Robin is. Robin is that exists in that nice space where she's perfectly mainstream, but uh, she innovates within that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like you know, like like the way Radiohead, you know, are probably the most mainstream, weird, fucked up band you could think of as the same. Like Robin, as far as pop singers go, mm. you know, she's yeah. she's definitely got a screw loose in the best way. Yeah, I love that comfort zone <laughs> yeah. for me at least. I, you know. Okay. Um. What's your favorite song? Uh, Honey, and I'm gonna give this an eight cool yeah yeah good stuff mm-hmm. um my favorite track because i'm a basic bitch is probably ever again and yeah. i'm also going to give it an eight good one it's really good yeah it'll grow yeah 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 would this have been on your radar otherwise uh probably not chalk it up as a win yeah okay <laughs> i was surprised because the last time i heard about robin was right after the junior cert Oh like, wow! Yeah, well, that's 2010, that's, 20, 2009. So like, forever. I was like, oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's a super talented lady. Okay. Apocalypto. <laughs> Just destroyed everyone's ears. Let's talk about tenacious D. Let's do. Do the. This is their uh, tenacious D's fourth album. Fifth. Fifth or fourth. Self-titled. Self-titled. Pick a destiny soundtrack. Uh, Rise of the Phoenix post-apocalyptic I guess right? yeah Yeah. wow that's some spacing out I know wow Tenacious D for the six of you that don't know uh, is actor turned I don't know I guess he's actor turned comedian turned writer turned musician yeah, all at the same um, time Jack Black and his good buddy Kyle Gass yeah I appreciate his worth ethic it's like <laughs> wherever I can get the money next yeah I'll do it's not intentional or you know right right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I see the thing about Jack Black is he's just got this charisma it's a seemingly endless well of charisma uh-huh. um, that just makes you want to root for him yeah he had a bit of a dip uh, at some point during the rise of the phoenix time when he was trying to flounder some acting bits and they didn't, weren't sticking oh yeah but like, I think I think the goosebumps oh or, or, no that we was well was, reviewed <sighs> I think the do you, do you mean like year one or that kind of stuff yeah and like uh, Robinson Crusoe or something yeah Gulliver's Travels that was it yes yeah yeah he had some pretty well for us funny I was watching an interview when he was like you know reviews weren't great for that one I think it's a good movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck <laughs> it fuck it <laughs> 
but the thing about it is he's always worked and it's it's interesting i would suggest you watch that interview with him on imdb because i will you know it's, it's it's very interesting to watch him he, he's he comes across as this really goofy slacker stoner joker guy and he is that but yeah. he's also an incredibly hard worker and he's been grinding and grinding away at his career forever yeah he'll um, wear sweatpants and a hoodie in front of his kid during an interview and it'll just be same old same old so he's yeah right oh yeah he's that kind of guy he's, he's casual yeah he's business casual he's a dad could you be <laughs> he's, you'd be surprised he's a great he... dad too um <laughs> All of that, we're like avoiding talking about post-apocalypto. So let's talk about post-apocalypto. Yeah. Um, it's been a lo- much longer than I thought it had been since Rise of the Phoenix. Yeah, surprisingly so. Six years? Mm-hmm. Six years. Yeah, I, th- I thought they weren't coming back, to be honest. I didn't know if they would come back. I think Rise of the Phoenix was so strong that... To you. Okay, you didn't like it. No. Okay. I, th- I thought Tenacity have been quite diminishing returns. Yeah. During the whole trajectory... Just- during their trajectory yeah well there's no denying that the first album is is their opus as far as musical comedy goes because it strikes that perfect balance between iconic songs that will never ever go if you're a certain age songs like tribute wonder boy uh double team fucker gently like those are never ever leaving my brain Mm -hmm. right but I'm just one of those guys that I enjoyed the Pick a Destiny oh, film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I did as well. Yeah, of course. I've sung Beelzebub, the final song from Pick a Destiny, with like a couple of pals. From beginning to end, word for word, it is, I think it's a, an absolutely stunning achievement. Way too many times. Way too many times. Uh, and I think Rise of Phoenix is absolutely packed with fantastic yeah. Uh, yeah. Tenacious D material. Yeah. Um, but what constitutes this to be a worthwhile album? What what why why is this a thing? Good question. Like why did they come back to warrant? Um it's okay. Like what is the concept for Well, people? I mean if you believe Tenacious D it's because they still have a contract with Sony Records. Okay, yeah. But um you know I I think Jack Black and Kyle Gas probably particularly Kyle Gas, but I think they really really enjoy doing Tenacious D. I think Tenacious D is their downtime. Yeah. Um it's fun. Uh, and to start with the positives, yeah. you know, watching the web series, have you seen the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, watching the web series and listening to the soundtrack, I still get some of that tenacious D magic mm-hmm. in the way they say things. There's one moment, for example, which I think is maybe the best moment yeah. of the web series. Well, what's the synopsis, first first and foremost? For oh, well, it's, I mean, it's the title almost tells you everything you yeah. need to know. I mean, it's... They get transported. For no reason, yeah. a nuclear bombs drop out of the sky yeah. and Kyle Gass and Jack Black find themselves in a post-nuclear wasteland. Yeah. It's basically sort of Mad Max meets the Terminator <laughs> meets... Uh, what's yeah. another? I don't know. Post, like, Fallout, Lord maybe? Of Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. I don't know. The story is 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 like gossamer thin. It's it's practically not there. Yeah, the animation is not really there either. No, Jack, <laughs> Jack Black did all the drawings himself. We're reviewing I'm, a web I'm, series now rather than an album, but you kind of need to do both. Yeah, it's 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 Microsoft Paint for the most part. Oh yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, brought into like one frame per thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's not even one frame. <laughs> there's only one section in the whole. No, there's two s- sections in the entire series where, like objects move on screen like yeah. gen- it's more like a slideshow for the most part yeah. um yeah like you don't they just they're on a 
a tandem motorcycle and they just drive around the desert and meet like a tribe of crazy women and then they meet like you know meet monsters yeah. and they meet a, but do- a doggy called hope. a doggy called hope bit on the nose um <laughs> but they meet at one point they meet a german uh scientist from mit who's recruiting people again it's kind of a bit from the simpsons but where they're recruiting people to go into space to hang out with richard branson and elon musk and yo-yo ma the cellist um, yeah. Current, yeah, you, yeah, well, current and dated, which is what I want, which I like my tenacity <laughs> to be. But he, the, the, um, the German says, uh, "Jack Black, you can go on to the spaceship. You can go to space." Yeah. And that's Jack, Gass, that's Jack doing yeah. the voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, Kyle, one of his best voices. Kyle Gas, no, you can't. I'm sorry, you got to go. You got if to there's say. anything that I really yeah. like, possibly more than the the actual writing in yeah. this. Is the, are the voices? Yeah, the voices are yeah, funny. They're very the voices funny. Are funny. But the, my favorite moment is that uh, is is you know Jack Black and, and Kyle they they both express outrage that you know oh, this is so unfair and then Jack Black's like well I'm gonna go but <laughs> Kyle's like wait what you're gonna leave me here on yes. Earth? He's like I've got to go. And then he just he just leaves. That that that's Jack Black screaming I've got to go while his friend is like wait, what are you talking about? Why are you leaving me? I thought we were in a band together. Very very funny. Yeah. There's way too many dick jokes. Yeah, though. unfortunately, that same concept has happened. Yeah, twice already in yeah. their in their career of comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think about. I mean, just yeah. the number of dicks that you yeah. have to listen to and uh, hear sung about and and watch yeah. in action on the show. I mean, I find a dick as funny as the next guy, but like yeah. after a certain point, I kind of go, "Yikes! Yeah. Come on, guys!" When when one character is is <sighs> his his main point is that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. From the bushes. Yeah, it's listen. Um, let's talk about the album because you know the show is it's a little bit of a mess and there's funny moments. It's, yeah, it's funny and <laughs> the timing's great. Like I think that that also gets me is their, their comedic timing. Yeah, is good, the timing no matter how is bad good. the jokes may be. Yes, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. But like you know, there's nothing. It's tenacious D. There, it's it's so lazy because they just. <laughs> they don't come up with like some clever punny name for like there's a robot in it he's just called the Terminator you know there's a there's a stone it's called the Rock of Gilgamesh like it's all yeah. everything about it is 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 really just to type even the Donald Trump uh, impression doesn't really land because it's just like it's supposed to be Donald Trump Jr. who's a pretty minor player in the Trump administration yeah. and he doesn't do a particularly good impression he, he of sings it. a song as him yeah 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 but like it's not with the accent or anything, so no. the accent gets lost. No, and and oh. his and his henchmen are are KKK, the KKK, oh, but yeah. because KKK rhymes with gay, the song is about how the KKK doesn't like the gays, which yeah. is true, but it it's is. not really yeah. their main thing. Yeah. You're, 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 you're stating the obvious. <laughs> yeah, and also that song is um, down and out from Bugsy Malone. If anybody <laughs> knows that? Like, it's the melody is almost the same. It is. Yeah, sorry. There's a weird autotune song as well. Oh, I, yeah. I like the episode that's from, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. musically musically speaking, the reason we haven't talked about the music is because there's not very much of it. Yes, one minute and 50 seconds at most, yeah. for, the, for the most part. For the most part. The songs are really short. They fit that mold of... Um, What's that? We are the best in the world from uh, from Rise of the Phoenix. Yeah, are gonna take it all the way. Yeah, I can't remember what that song's called, but they, they follow their Rise of the Phoenix uh, concept of not doing long songs. <laughs> yeah, well, some a lot of the songs aren't, but um, there's certain yeah, like they're like that kind of one act song where like a song will have one musical idea and then finish. Mm. That that's kind of. Yeah, a lot of the material on here. One cor- one verse, one chorus, one end bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and the sad thing is, of these songs, not many of them are funny as such. No, my hope isn't. Ho- really... Hope's kind of fun to listen to. It's fun song wise, not very funny. Making love is funny because of that line where Jack Black is like, "I won't give you my load unless I feel safe." Yeah. But again, yeah. it's yeah. funnier in the context of if you know what's going on in the story. Yeah. Um, Daddy Ding Dong is is funny. It's about a monster. It's got Grohl on drums. It's got David Grohl, f- phenomenal performance. The like ten seconds total he gets to play for. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Daddy Ding Dong is funny when you know that it's a sort of multi-tentacled monster that's avenging the death of its daughter yeah but you don't know that when you press play on the song you have to actually get a small watch the series. you get a small bit of the clip but. yeah right 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 uh, same thing with robot it's not really clear from the song exactly what's going on yeah. um colors is just not funny or good yeah uh, so you know so but the, the good the good is like take us into space is funny it's produced well. It's it produced sounds well. good. <laughs> the post-apocalypto theme is excellent. Yeah, but fucking make that a full song. Yeah, it's it's yeah. only like forty seconds long. There's like two forty-second versions that are the same, except for the lyrics are different. Exactly. Um, seems like we're both on a similar page with this. Yeah, truly, truly a disappointment. <laughs> I'm not gonna show you. Because you know what? You know why it's a disappointment? It's not that it's not. Well, because we quote Tenacious D every time we see each other it's, verbatim. It's actually true. It's very true. Cock push-ups yes. because Tenacious D it's weird I like the Pick of Destiny but it's funny Tenacious D are great at writing songs like you know three minute four minute five minute songs that are about a particular concept and that's mm-hmm. really really funny but the song if it wasn't funny would still be great Yeah, and they're also really good at doing standalone two minute skits Yeah, like cock push-ups or like the drive-through or like uh, inward singing mm-hmm single concept but when they try and stretch the skits and the song so that they kind of mesh together over the course of an hour whatever this is an hour 15 minutes and nothing surprises that long it's yeah well you i mean if you take out the intros and outros that maybe it's like an hour but yeah there's like six episodes that are all between 12 and 14 minutes yeah all i mean the song length oh yeah the song length alone probably barely touched 20 minutes yeah there's like 20 minutes of music on here yeah yeah, yeah. and nothing nothing lasts long enough to to stick in your brain i mean i could sing you a couple of little lines from it but yeah it's a shame because like this is. is the band that wrote double team yeah this is the band that i fuck her gently which is that, yeah kind of re- repeated here to or a lesser last extent week, kyle quit the band yeah or even or even something like as i say like beelzebos or um or what's the song? Uh, I do not need a microphone. What's that song? Oh like? yeah, a master exploder. Master exploder, like you know, songs that just doesn't matter if you if you want to laugh. They just they're just yeah. stuck in your head anyway. Oh, I'll absolutely slate whoever rates this greatly. You know, like yeah, because it's because we know they're better than this. You know, yeah. Um, I could have been so good. Could have been. Could have been so good. I don't know. I don't even know if we've told you that much oh, about yeah, it. Yeah. We've been talking about it for like. <laughs> 10, 15 minutes and I don't even know if we've told you all that much about it which sucks I think I want to say if you if you do love Tenacious D it's worth watching the web series I don't think it's I, d- I don't think it's like a massive disappointment yeah. you'll, but you'll get a, a chuckle you'll get a chuckle from the situational absurdity yeah and I guess the situational comedy is still alright yeah but put it this way it, it it's not very usual for me to constantly be checking runtimes. 
But like, I would be watching and be like, is this nearly over? Because there's so much standing around, not doing it, and, and, and kind of awkward silences. Literally and things. standing yeah. around. Yeah, like conversations that you hear on the album, because the album has these little sort of clipped versions of, of, of uh, dialogue from the show. And, you know, the versions on the album, which are like 20 seconds, 30 seconds long, manage to squeeze in what takes the show like three or four minutes to say. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so I think there's like there's like twenty five percent good content, yeah. and then the rest is like yeah. just filler. What's your favorite song? Hey, oh. song. What's your favorite song? That's a fucking tough one. I think um, I really like "Woman Time." As short as it is, I think it's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it actually sounds like a rocking song. Yeah, it's it's got like a kernel of something that could have been a really good Tenacious D song. Um, yeah, I think. God, it's fucking slim pickings, isn't it? Um, yeah, woman time. I think I think JBJR rap was the worst thing I'd witnessed <laughs> from the lot. Like Jack Black, you're a talented man, but please I get it, don't but even try to rap badly. Yeah, but the auto tune bits in that. I believe that was the one with the auto tune. <laughs> yeah, it was, fuckery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like it when I'm like thinking back to it I don't hate it like when I'm while I'm listening to it I'm like ah this is good but now I'm joking about it and it's so bad it's good kind of thing and Tenacious D's just being so good it's good good. yeah 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 Yeah. absolutely Uh, (laughs) mine's probably like oh theme song probably making love Making, I, I, I love making like, love, making love, making love. Oh, making love, making love. <laughs> yeah, that's that's decent. Yeah. Um, that that whole thing about there's a thing in the show where he, <laughs> Jack Black is too vulnerable to have like random sex with these beautiful cave women, so mm. he has to fall in love with one of them whose name is Conchita. And I just I find that I find that conceit funny. Yeah. Um, you know, that was, that was the highlight for yeah. me. A lot, a lot of the you know a lot of because these... they managed to put like Microsoft Paint. Yeah. pornographic content on YouTube <laughs> with a little smiling clitoris yeah, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah actually it's, I'm surprised it was able to yeah, it was have skirted some YouTube it's content still there they're still getting the the, the dolls from yeah, it yeah anyway um, score five four probably four. Oh god it's probably a four yeah four oh, <laughs> oh I didn't want the Tenacious D yeah. album it's not even an album it's like a it's this this feels like something like a folder you download from LimeWire back oh, in the day. Jeez, you know what I mean? That, even, that's brutal. This doesn't even. But feel I agree. Like a, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to tag them in this review because I love them too much, and it's like I don't want. I don't think they'll know. They'll care. I hope. I hope they see us. Okay. I hope they're like, okay, we fucked up. <laughs> I don't, what, what do you mean? Ugh, like, just get a professional. If you're going to do a cartoon, I mean, I liked it at the start, but after. 70 minutes or whatever of it I just yeah. put effort into your writing I was like done. all times I was done I was done I was done I was done 4 out of 10 sorry Tennessee and I love yeah. you and I don't want you to go away but like that's it's just not it's just not up to the standard okay alright um, Dale I want to give you a few minutes to talk about The Prodigy okay The Prodigy fucking No Tourists 2018 No Tourists is surprise drop absolute um, nostalgia base mm. I think um, because where I left off with the last album it it was very um like the 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 day is our enemy right was the album huge album like 16 17 songs a very modern take on what they did back in the 90s mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of firestarter or breathe yeah sure i know firestarter yeah yeah, yeah. 
a very modern take on that with okay. interesting synths that you'd hear from Nero or things like that. Mm. A very futuristic approach. This one is uh, Absolute Club Boppers. Okay. A la that. A la the very first album. Mm. Like, it's, it's, it's very close to that. Um, and Prodigy have been around since, what, like 95 or so? 93. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so, very early stuff where, like, you had four to five tracks of main synths and drums. Mm. And you just worked off that. Like, you could very much piece apart stuff. Yeah. This album is not too far removed from that. I think that's kind of intentional. Um, weird to have... It almost seems like a break between albums. But this it's been four or five years since the last album. What makes you say that? It's a ten-song album. Okay. It's not very big. Is it? Is it more than 40 minutes? I think so. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, it just seems very quick and gone. Right. At least for me, compared to the last one, which okay. is like... Um, kind of like an evolution this seems like a, a weird retread right on stuff that wasn't even that's not even it doesn't does it doesn't feel like the next chapter of the prodigy for you no it seems like let's just see if we can do what we obviously can do which is yeah. what we started doing yeah okay which which is appealing it's yeah. great it's still a lot of fun to listen to if just you, full disclosure, the reason I'm not talking at all is because I, I yeah. didn't get a chance to listen to this. Yeah. Um, but you have more context on The Prodigy anyway than I, I would. I do, and I, I've grown to love them a lot through through the years. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there are still bits of modern weirdness. Um, like, Need need Someone has kind of a... It's the song I showed you in the car at one time. It had very arpeggiated, horny synths. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> is that a single? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, music video is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the music videos give more uh, context and excitement to these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Light Up the Sky is kind of a weird, punky halftime oh. uh, belter. There's a bit of that. Are uh, they Are they a punk? Sorry, not, not punk. But are they, a, are they an electronic outfit or are they a rock band? Or are they somewhere between? It's it's very much like Pendulum, right? It's, okay, it's why yeah, Pendulum yeah. are like Pendulum is because yeah. they love Prodigy so much. Yeah, like they they uh, like they owe their their everything to them, okay. and vice versa. Um, so it's weird to see the Prodigy take a step back from progression. Yeah, you know, just remembering how much I want pen, another Pendulum. This album. is very odd. They have some cool things. Yeah. Like they feature some artists with Five Five Fire with Fire. Um, okay. Featuring H O nine oh, ninety nine yeah horror yeah Han nine yeah really cool almost like a very hard punk yeah. feel to it I love the chorus to that cool uh, No Taurus is really cool um, some real balls to the wall songs are they all featuring vocals yeah but or, yeah. I, I think they're less they're more basic than they have been in the past okay less prominent for the most part mm. um like I think it's all about the beat. And yeah. the main synth in this album, which is odd, it pits some. There's some parts where it's like, like no tourist and time bomb zone, where it gets really cool and video gamey, mm. um, almost like a, almost like a, um, what would I say? Some of the best stuff you heard from, uh, what, where are we going? Not Porter Robinson. Um, who's what was uppermost? Uh, uppermost, yeah. Oh from yeah, the second last album. Oh yeah, like okay. a lot of that huge stuff. Yeah, gotcha. Was obviously inspired by the, what the Prodigy do. Because I always think of the Prodigy as being like this kind of 
claustrophobic, intimidating, kind of ominous, like, you know, almost um, malevolence type band. Like, their stuff is beat you up around the back of an alley kind of music. They've got bits of that. Uh, is there any... That was early. Is there any positivity was... on this? Or is it all kind of sort of razor edge type oh, stuff? Oh, some of, a lot of it is razor edge. Yeah. Uh, boom Boom Tap is definitely there. Um, yeah. Yeah, there is... Oh, Fire, 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 of course, is just about shooting you in the motherfucking face right. looped over. <laughs> like, that's what that's what he's... That, that's kind of... Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I think there's no euphoria on prodigy it's all like no there there is lately okay there was lately really like, okay like um okay. the last album was a huge industrial numbers with synth scope scape right stuff it was huge okay um this once again has a bit of a setback for me mm. i'm not totally up for it okay that's honest. fair and is, is there like if Little you could put it into a genre like if you could put it into a genre or is it just electronic it's it's unfiltered prodigy okay like without uh bells and whistles they've developed over the last 10 years gotcha which is a little disappointing for me hmm. like a lot of the chorus catchiness is kind of gone um like of course there are elements more often than not this does hit hmm. but compared to the last album it's a step down do you think this will be like is this comfort food for longtime prodigy fans like yeah. would you be would oh, you yeah. be out of, would you be out of the ordinary and saying that you prefer Modern, the modern stuff. Well, I mean, fans that grew up with it from day one will, right, will yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, but I like the I like to see the evolution of bands like the Prodigy, and okay. I don't see that here. This might be sort of festival tent fillers, but it not se- necessarily. Oh, like it seems artistically, that. It seems like yeah. ten songs built for live atmosphere. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So a little disappointing. Okay. I'll give it a. We'll give it a six. I'll give it a seven. Okay. Because the songs are genuinely good. Yeah. Uh, I, more often than not, do understand the appeal. Yeah. And the appeal is still there, but it misses a bit too much for me. Yeah. It can be tricky when you, um, oh, what's your favorite song? Uh, No Tourists. No Tourists. Slash Time time Bomb Zone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It can be tough when a band you love comes back with something that they've done before. You're not, you're like, oh, great. It's more the thing I like, but it's not you you kind of almost have this additional expectation that a band is going to up the game progress in mm-hmm. some manner and, and you know the annoying thing is when it's when it well when it's good you kind of go oh my god this is something i never knew that yeah. i wanted but when it's bad or when it's not great you kind of go yeah. oh my god it seems like a yeah. quite a rush job okay but okay. don't get me wrong this is still better than 80 to 70 percent of electronic music yeah like this day but they set their own standard yeah yeah okay all right, cool. That's No Tourists by uh, The Prodigy. Thanks for dropping in with that one. Yeah, though. it's worth a shot. It, it, like, if not, just go to the last album I recommended, The Day Is Our Enemy. That's, the, that's I think, where you would fall Yeah. to grow okay. and appeal towards. I do want to have a listen back because I've actually seen The Prodigy live. I saw them um, at Bene Kassim in 2010. And I remember having a bop and enjoying it. Um, mm. I knew, you know, I knew Smack My Bitch Up and Firestarter. And, and that was the Invaders Must Die. Yeah. I would believe it was Invaders Must mm-hmm. Die. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were touring. Yep, yep, yep. I think that had come out. Even that had more going to, for it than this. Yeah. That was But it's funny. Ago. I think even back then, I remember it being a big deal. Like, I remember, you know, the, the singles getting a lot of radio airplay and stuff like that. Whereas now, I think the Prodigy have kind of become like a special more specialist type well at one point they said they didn't want to do albums anymore they just wanted to release EPs and stuff and maybe this is kind of that yeah that's fine 
Okay, um, I'm just going to take the reins for a second because I want to talk about drug church. Yeah, I've, I don't worry, I tackled this. Oh, well. yeah, no, no, no. I just mean like I, oh, yeah. I brought this to the show. <laughs> uh, which it will be immediately obvious if you push play. Um, so this is banned from Albany. It is actually their second full-length album. I'm actually going to say third full-length album. Wow. The, the, the internet is a little bit divided on, on what, you know, which, which of their releases constitute albums or not, but... Um, in any case, I don't know their previous stuff. I got in on Drug Church through Weedpin, which was released a long time ago, like probably at least a year ago, um, as kind of the lead single from this album, uh, which is called Cheer. And I'd kind of just been keeping tabs on them ever since then. Every time a new track came out, I would give it a listen and invariably I would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been a long, long run up to the release of this album. But um, in my mind, it's been worth it. Uh, this to put you in a, a musical space I guess this in a similar manner to Turnstile mixes East Coast Fucked hardcore yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 um, sort of no apologies like balls to the wall hardcore with um, very nuanced intricate alternative rock kind of 90s alternative rock and grunge mm-hmm. influences it is filthy it is yeah. it is but, mainly because the singer yeah yeah but that sometimes is not always the case. They, they surprise you at various points. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the singer, I think his name is Patrick, if I'm not very much mistaken. Uh, yes, he has this interesting ability that gives this album real re- replay value. Yeah. Um, Dimension. And, yes, because he, he doesn't just have, it's, you know, and not to throw shade on any other band, but like there's a, you know, a band like Title Fight or Departures where you know, the singer has, or even earlier fucked up, which was a criticism a lot of people have. You know, the vocals were entirely screamed. The music itself, you know, really nuanced, balanced, had a sort of uh, some real aggression and another fragility elements. But the singer would just would just scream from start to finish. Um, whereas I think what Patrick does here is he kind of has... He has this gruff bellow yell that he does sometimes. And then he also has that, you know, the the, the really raspy, harsh singing. This mm. really reminds me of another band too, but I can't think yeah, of it. Yeah, you know, it does. Kind of, when you're singing like this! You know? Yeah, we've covered them, it's, I'm sure, at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's like there's a tone to it and it's definitely singing, but it's it's done in a real hardcore style. And then he, and then he has a much dreamier kind of singing spoken word kind of yeah. type singing but you you yeah. sometimes don't realize he can go in between these things so fast which is what i quite like about this album yeah right. weed pin is the exemplar i think because uh-huh. it kind of starts off with that really lovely line you know your, it's your first time in dress shoes and you slip and that's it starts off like 1979 by the smashing pumpkins yeah but, sort of but by the yeah. end you know the crushing guitars come in and it ramps up in the energy and it does no way, it, you know. It's it's a much more explosive sound than it, than anything from grunge. So that's a seamless blending of elements yeah. that that really turned me on to the band. Yeah, and then you have foam pit. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. such an interesting twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. foam pit has really has those uh, ringing like anthemic guitars to yeah, it. Yeah, anthemic, dreamy, yeah. odd. Yeah, <laughs> this this they have that every second or third song, which is really cool to see. Yeah. Like a band that can bring to mind, you know, Black Flag or or Sick of It All or whatever on on certain songs. Like, Certainly Black Flag. Yeah. Ferocity. Yes. Yeah. And then also bands like Roswell Kidder or Weezer. Mm-hmm. You know, that first, guitar, that first track, especially. Rubby. Yeah, yeah, or De- Desperate. Yeah, like no matter how heavy the vocals get, the guitar 
has catchy melodies right underneath to catch you. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's, a, there's a playfulness to it, mm-hmm. definitely in points. That reminds me of a band like Pup. Oh, yeah. You know, there's, yep. there's, yeah, they don't take themselves too seriously. I know Patrick goes in, the songs get written, and then he goes in and kind of makes up lyrics in the studio, and they might be whatever he's thinking about that day. Scratch so, vocals, I'd imagine. Yeah. First, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a song called Unlicensed Guidance Counselor. So there's two songs, one called Unlicensed Guidance Counselor, and another called Unlicensed Hall Monitor, <laughs> which I love as a pair. Yeah. Um, but uh, Unlicensed Guidance Counselor is probably lyrically my favorite song on the album because it, it's it's basically this it's kind of like an anthem for everyday crimes mm. um the the chorus is like uh you know one day like if you live long enough you'll do something that's bad enough to be considered a crime uh, yeah. and you know and then he and then the verses are all examples of this it's like you know you steal 40 dollars from the till you push your sister's boyfriend down the stairs you <laughs> um you start a fire that ends up like burning down a whole building and it's it's just a really interesting yeah. topic that i think yeah, not, we're all born to fuck up so yeah embrace, right embrace it everyone's like, gonna fuck up at some point it doesn't matter you know it, it, and then by the end the, the, the crimes kind of get bigger and bigger and bigger because yeah. he's like you know yeah. some people fuck up more than others it's great really really great um and yeah and that last song tillery is a real curveball because that that brings to mind post-punk you know joy division interpol uh new order more, much more so than any hardcore influences yeah um so there's a huge amount of variety on this i think even more variety than there is on say uh, turnstile yeah um and a dexterity musical dexterity that never lets up yeah no it's it's very powerful very mellow very positive for this kind of yeah hardcore element yeah right because hardcore is one of those things that i I get very fatigued by. When yeah, you got fatigued by Bronx when I brought it up, and I was so electric, yeah. and you were like, "Okay, yeah." So yeah, yeah. I, I understood. Think it's pure, like pure hardcore, with nothing added, just like one hundred proof. I find I tire off very quickly, but the sound of hardcore, the elements of it, the mm. mechanics of it, mixed yeah. with something else, yeah, I think can be yeah. really powerful. Yeah the fugazi elements yeah right you know. yeah the fugazi elements exactly it's a great template to to take yeah because i think i think those they're you know the musically speaking they're so abrasive and they have so much momentum those things that i think it's a real shame you know i i think if you don't use them and you can it's a shame like it's great to hear a band that has the influences that that drug church have using them in the way that they do um it's really, really refreshing. And I, you know, there's not very many bands I can think of. I know we've covered bands in this ilk many times, but they do it differently. They, you know, they did, they, they like Charlie Bliss. Yes. There's elements of this album that are, you yeah. know, have that like euphoric, yeah. nostalgic college rock feel, mm-hmm. you know, horror, my friend, they have this lots of screaming leads that are really, really catchy, but, you know, but none of them kind of pound the ground like Drogue Church do at certain points in this album. I agree. Yeah, this is a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, first song I saw coming. The rest <laughs> I didn't. So basically. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I think it's I think it's well worth your time. Oh, it's I'm, wonderful. I'm going to be considering this um very strongly. Yeah. And I actually think I might get they've got a lovely blood red vinyl that I'm hoping Ooh, to yeah. source. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um I what's your favorite song? My favorite song 
was probably uh <laughs> probably unlicensed hall monitor yeah that's a good one <laughs> it's a fun song that's a really good one um i think i think it's just a a really fun and different anthem for a generation so i'm gonna go unlicensed guidance counselor <laughs> yeah um and i'm gonna give it a nine i'm gonna give it an eight great stuff good All solid right. So solid, solid, solid album. That's Cheer by Drug Church. I don't think I think it'll be you know maybe the vocals, but again they're they're actually super melodic for the most part. So mm-hmm. I think anybody can enjoy this. Yeah, especially parts of it. You know, it has that has that same magic that I think a lot of the singles of like Nevermind do. You know, it's just it just feels timeless. Yeah, um, really good album. Okay, and last new album of the week, Loss by Pine. Yeah. So Pine is spelled P-I-J-N, for those of you who don't know. They're from Manchester, and this is their debut release. I am surprised they're from Manchester. Oh yeah? From just the elements I hear from this. I've heard from South Korean industrial bands. <laughs> so if that just goes to show out of left field, their genre choices are in this. Yeah, I think, yeah, this album, yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely... European elements, there's yeah. Asian elements, there's American elements, mm-hmm. and there are certain, you know, crusty UK kind of parts to it as well. I think, you know, yeah. that definitely the the dirtier, doomier end of things gets gets yeah. brought in. But just yeah, to, yeah it's it's a, this is a post post rock, post metal. I yeah. mean, it depends on where you skip to on the album, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely instrumental for the most part. Um, yeah. Heavy beautiful balanced rock music yeah um it's called loss and that is the theme of the album yeah uh they they got contributions from lots of different folks sharing their experiences of grief they put a lot of them on the album cover there's like loads of text on the album cover and that's oh right yeah that's that's part partly how how it was used voice recordings are blended into the the mix yeah um I think you know various different things complete the mm-hmm. the concept of this album. Yeah, and it's split into four sides, which you can really obviously see if you look at the track list. Um, you know, because all the songs that are supposed to go together have similar sounding names. It's an interesting approach. Like rather than calling something, you know, you know, uh, bargaining one, bargaining two, or whatever. If you're talking about the stages of grief, they give the they give the the songs similar sounding almost like homonyms so the first two track the th- first tracks called denial distress detach and yeah. then blanche and blush yeah. <laughs> and uh this is one squalor one, squander squalor squander like they're all they're all uh words that you could mix up with one another if mm. you weren't thinking about them too hard yeah uh, which is an interesting approach but uh yeah deal just i yeah. would i'm very curious to hear what you thought of this yeah when i when i put it on initially I had um, recently watched Suspiria. Oh, yeah. The 80s film. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that. I've heard of it. Yeah, but a very... uh, The soundtrack was done by... Was done by an Italian prog metal band from the 70s called Goblin. Okay. Uh, Very spooky, loud, abrasive, uh, and and like uh, very Mm. horror-influenced. And this is the, I guess, the post-rock equivalent of that I got series of similar vibes wow okay. and I also listened to Tom York's Suspiria uh, soundtrack the new one the, yeah which is great by the way mini okay. review is great <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mix that together with hard rock and this totally stays yeah. in that little shell do you want to know what it reminded me of 
Yeah. You know, Euronymous Bosch? Yeah. The, the, yeah, like that, like literally that first song yeah. is like a hellscape. Yeah. That people oh, terrifying. climbing out of like burning caves of fire, yeah, like r- grotesque. Really eerie. <laughs> really eerie and claustrophobic. Yeah. But we, just gigantic guitars. Yeah. Huge guitars. The The metal production yeah. is amazing. And then you get these odd Eastern tinged elements of, of like mellow Mm. Um, uh, verses and choruses. Um, yeah, like the are strings like, play a yeah, pivotal role in this. Very, album. very similar to Jambanai or Wang Wen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, you know, they're they're a guitar band, but they they did recruit a string section for this album, and like they play throughout. Yeah, start the, not like, typical oh, strings tr- string instruments as well. No, well, I think they. I think it's a like a. Quartet yeah. or something. Yeah, there is an odd screaming string instrument somewhere there. Yeah, but I think that's actually I think that is that's a utilization of like the bow and like harmonics and stuff like that on yeah. the violin. But in Jambanai they have somebody who plays an instrument like yeah. that. I'm trying. It sounds exactly like. Oh. Well, I haven't. I don't. I haven't seen. You know, I, I don't actually know the instrument list. I've just. I know I heard. I heard strings, but it could. Yeah. It could be something odd at left field. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very interesting the the approach they take here. It's kind of. You know, in the same vein as like a Godspeed You Black Emperor, in terms of a lot of the songs are, you know, 10 plus minutes is one song they're unspoken, which is 18 minutes long. Yeah. So they have enough room to give you a central musical idea, usually a heavy one, and then bring it right back down to its absolute fundamental parts. Really, really quiet, maybe just piano, a little bit of, you know, uh, strings, just wispy thin and then build that back up again into like a screaming crescendo yeah all in an 18 minute song <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> at some points songs yeah. are pretty long in length yeah that's, that's, that's maybe a one point you might you might not realize it if you don't look at the uh i didn't time i didn't know i, I just until it. i until yeah like i mean i knew it was a long album because i saw like it's like an hour six minutes or something yeah but i feel like the song's blend so seamlessly that it it doesn't feel yeah there's so much long. so many exciting elements mm. it's very mysterious sounding as well yeah um and there's a lot of re- like like levity at points as well when you need it yeah yeah i think blush and blanche in particular those those two those two tracks have the most peaceful sections uh-huh. like blanche has this kind of nice very quiet, almost Mogwai style. Yeah, a guitar section where it's it's much more blissed out than the rest of the album. I mean, if, you know, if if it continued the way it started, which is very much in the sort of neurosis meets rotting Christ vein, like I'm this close to hearing a fucking choir chanting demonic yeah. uh, verses. Then it I, had bits. And, if it stays that way the whole way through, I would get tired of it. But it doesn't. There's one utterance of some heavy metal vocals there as well some death metal yeah oh pfft. yeah there's a couple at actually. the very end of one of the songs uh, in, the, in the middle of unspoken and then there's it that they, yeah joe the the guitarist he, he comes in on blush as well yeah. with like it's as heavy a vocal as you can get it's like yeah. it's like a death metal guttural mm-hmm. growl yeah yeah very cool but again that's like twice on the whole album yeah i was so. like wow why why bring this in now <laughs> like I why wonder. not yeah exactly they they surprise me at many points. Yeah, it reminds me of um, fashion. There's a band called Fashion Week that, similar enough, will play these okay. 
occasionally stupendously heavy instrumental songs but sometimes beautifully melodic and then yeah the guitars will randomly like scream after you know you'll be listening to them for like 15 yeah. 20 minutes and then just you're like oh hey yeah <laughs> where'd you come from <laughs> russian circles is is close to it yeah yeah definitely especially i like this more than russian circles towards though, the end i will say yeah i like it more than russian circles i don't like it quite as much as a band that you they're not as chin scratchy they're a band called long distance calling from germany oh yeah similar song lengths yeah but what they do so beautifully it's similar to unspoken generally unspoken has that um that central idea mm-hmm. that basically ramps down and then ramps back up again yeah they kind of they kind of do that but they're their ideas are so 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 strong that they can sustain 12 13 minute song lengths mm. um they're usually pretty simple but the instrumentation around them is is so good that they they kind of keep your attention um here there's more of a there's more variety i think in terms of like they'll bring in different riffs halfway through a song or they'll, they'll you know they'll, they'll maybe almost go into like a jazzy space and then they go into like a death metal space yeah and, it kept me so interested for yeah. my entire way home from work yeah, I, right, I didn't right, realize right. it was over and I was like this is some of the best shit I've heard all year yeah it's really really good it's really really strong yeah. um, it, I, I because it's called Loss and because the theme of it is is very much about something that's like unrelentingly dark yeah I don't want to say the album has no moments of light and kind of beauty and stuff like that because it definitely yeah. does second song is a light song yep yeah, almost like that Night yeah. People song of it's Death Heaven. It's quite album. surprising. If I had one downside about this whole album, yeah. it's that it, it went it went like went to zero miles per hour right after the first song. Right, yeah, yeah. And then went back to exactly what it was continuing. Yeah. I think that was a little uneven, but everything else yeah. flew by really fast. I do think I think it's I think it's a really, In a good really way. internally consistent album. I love the I love the idea that it's in four suites. Yeah. Almost like a classical record. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of tool elements as well. Yes. Like odd guitar, palm muting, chugging tribal oddities. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like this uh, crushing, doomy heaviness on distress. That, yeah. that third song, I think it is. You know, where the. Like when the yeah. chords just come down like yeah. a guillotine. And the bass is contributing as much to the sonics as the guitars. Like mm-hmm. it's. The bass is so overdriven. Um, and it locks locks in perfectly with the drums that it you know it's 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 as heavy as anything you'll hear yeah Gojira yeah done that kind of thing definitely definitely Neurosis I think I might have mentioned earlier uh, but yeah and Cult of Luna as well a little bit yeah you know but I, I just it, it's so internally consistent in its approach and in its concept and in its themes this isn't an album I could just put on anytime no I have to be dedicated to it for a bit. I have is, to have enough why, time to listen to it. Which is why I did consider getting it on vinyl, but I don't think any place locally had it. Uh, yeah, I would consider getting it on vinyl because I really, really love it. I just think it's the kind of album that I wouldn't. I wouldn't just put it on at a whim. I'd need to be. Huh. I'd, I'd be ready walking. For it. I'd be walking through a spooky forest. Oh yeah, spooky forest, most definitely. But like, mm-hmm. warm summer day, hot summer breeze. You know, am I might maybe whoever whoever needs that kind of stuff. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think it, it definitely affects my mood. Yeah. Um, I'll listen to Nile on the Beach. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Which is a really, yeah. which is a powerful thing to say. Uh, but I, I just need to be in the right headspace to okay. listen to it. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's, it's really, really exciting. I'd listened to their flooded EP from last year and I enjoyed it. Listen to it three so, or four so times. So they're kind of starting up. 
Yeah, that's awesome. They're like they hit the ground running. Do you I know hope. what I mean? <laughs> we just had not so many awesome bands that have quit this year. Yeah, I actually have seen them, but I, I I can't really say that I've seen them. I they they played with Conjurer, an entirely original set of songs at Arctangent. Oh wow! Okay, I'm so shocked they didn't play their own set, but they didn't. So it was Conjurer got to play their own set of their own songs. Pine were there, but all they did was they like lined up on stage. It was like eight guys. Um, and they all played these songs they had written together, so I didn't recognize any of them. That's interesting. It was not as good as this, though. Okay, I want to see this here, though. I want to see this album live. I, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I would, I would absolutely go to see Pine Live, and apparently they, they absolutely they excel. And the, I think their first album was like their first EP was a live recording. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mammal did that as well, by the way. Yeah. Live. Yeah. It's easier sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. They're um, they're great. It's it's a really, 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 really good album. You just need to be in the right headspace for it, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure it's... most people would like this if they like atmospherics. You, uh, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if I would say that everyone's gonna like this. I mean, it's, it's heavy as heavy balls. atmospherics, but there are elements where it's forgiving. You know, quite forgiving. Yeah, but I don't think. Uh, yeah, true. But I think you ha- you'd have to be at least a little bit into sort of metal music to enjoy this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just in the same way that I would say, like anybody can put on God as an astronaut and enjoy it. I think this one. It's it's too throat ripping at points. You know, like what I mean? the way Russian circles is. Yeah, in that, Russian circles. In that world. Absolutely. Yes, you would enjoy this if you if you can get down with Russian circles. You this will be a real treat. Yeah. Um, and just a final note: there's a the start and the end of the album have this um, a shepherd Rize glissando, which is a, actually a scientific sort of term that I discovered when I was really young I remember going to a science museum somewhere I think it was in Belfast and they they had a booth where you could listen to this tone and what it is is it's like the musical equivalent of a barbershop pole you know the way it looks oh, like yeah. yeah. so yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you listen out for it but it's it's, it's especially obvious at the end because you know the way it ends on that major chord I, I, I know the bit and it goes it, it's like this beautiful perfect cadence like da da and it's almost like a, a it's going up but it is going down it's like a data mosh of like you know of everything just smearing across the screen basically it's it's a tone that sounds like it's descending forever yeah because what happens is every every time a tone reaches the floor another one drops in from the sky yeah so it's you could literally play that forever and it would the constantly Dante's sound. Inferno of, of music yeah. it makes me actually feel a little bit sick in a well you know in a good way but it's yeah. it's such an odd thing to hear because when you hear something a tone descending it should have a beginning and an end yeah but the shepherd say doesn't so <laughs> yeah. it's uh it's it's a it's an interesting kind I, of I quite analogy that. for grief um my favorite song was uh distress such a hard one to like say a oh, favorite yeah. song because it's, it's such fucking a, insane they're yeah. all they're all exactly as good as each other yeah for yeah. the most part but distress was like okay here we go this yeah. is great this is actually as good as i hope i'm hoping it would be yeah good i think i'll probably take the um I think I'll probably take the unspoken, the yeah. 18 minute song, since it's the biggest chunk of the album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a nine. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'll give it an eight. Yeah. Okay. But really, really good stuff. Um, First listen, I was going to give it a 10. You oh, know, yeah. like just buy it on vinyl, 10. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely that, but there are bits. It's, it's not, I, I only say that just because it's not, it's, it's almost too successful in creating an atmosphere of like <laughs> of mourning um, for me. But I, but I, but I can, from an artistic perspective, I can really appreciate what they're doing here. I think it's, I think it's really, really great. Um, so 
that's lost by pine p-i-j-m if you want to check that out um it's a very very interesting listen from start to finish okay uh last album of the week we're gonna hop in our time machine we're gonna punch in 1998 yeah <laughs> this is certainly still halloween for me and now we're talking about Marilyn manson thanks david bowie <laughs> well that's the maybe the first thing we should talk about um this is Marilyn manson's third album uh from 1998 and it's kind of his ziggy stardust it's his homage to bowie yeah self self-professed oh is it, he says he's, he's even said that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. bowie's his diamond in the sky yeah okay yeah Yeah, so marilyn manson shock rock um poster boy i guess he had he'd worked with trent reznor on all of his previous albums and i think he kind of wanted to i think it was getting to that point now where people were like oh it's like you know trent reznor and the marilyn mansons and he's like nope nope no it's not so broke away from that got a new production team yeah well it was was, originally it was kind of the spooky kids marilyn manson and the spooky kids yeah that was the first album yeah yeah and thusly this is him kind of breaking out of that well this is Omega and the Mechanical Animals yeah so that's you know he's like Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars this is part, part two of the trilogy yeah yeah so his yeah so he, he created this alter ego Omega didn't quite 100% commit to it in terms of there was a, there were plans to release this album as a totally separate band mm. and then you know their label was like alright let's just calm down let's put Marilyn Manson on the front yeah and you'll notice that when you go to Holy Holy uh Hollywood, Hollywood, yeah. The album after is very goth and very typical Marilyn Manson. Right. This is definitely uh, him doing hard uh, rock. Yeah. Album, an absolute rock album. Him doing like a glittering, yeah, gothy glam rock album. Yeah, and the world went absolutely mad over it because uh, let's see, I think I think Rock is Dead appeared on the credits of The Matrix. That was the first song to appear. That's where I know it from. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So everybody when he after he flies off it. into the sunset, spoilers, yeah, and then yeah. that's rock is that, Every, isn't it? Everybody yeah. got to hear it. Oh wow, that's interesting. So that's probably a good reason as well. He got so much more traction as after mm. the last album, Mechanical uh, Mechanical or um the first one. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Or the second one. What was the one before? The this? second one. Yeah, it's like it's it's something Christ Hollywood. Uh, oh, Jesus? Antichrist Superstar. Antichrist geez, Superstar. Geez. Antichrist Superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come uh, on. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> Come on, you're uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, and, and from, again, I've only know bits and pieces, but that was a much more, there was a much more metal-inspired, like, industrial album, right? Yeah, a little bit. And very, then this very, is like, very, fully accessible. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has very weird elements as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, this, I'm not yeah. saying it's not weird. I mean, The midsection is bizarre, as, yeah. any, as any album gets. This is, I mean, this is definitely Manson doing Manson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I loved it, you know? Okay. Uh, that's inter- that's, a, good, that's it, a good start. It feels like a lot of the songs on here, um, are. it's kind of split in two or split in three insofar as there's like the kind of typical Manson anthems. There's like the drug anthems and then there's the more kind of weird fucked up love songs. Mm-hmm. I think that ties in with the concept of the album in a little in some small way mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's like singing in under different personalities depending on the song yeah uh, struggling to be a human as he is pretending to be right like just struggling with humanity and as he's, a concept yeah it's like it's kind of alien. about this grand love story between uh, Omega the singer from Omega and the Mechanical Animals yeah. and this woman called Coma White yeah which you kind of by the end gets a resolution you get the point yeah. for the most part as, but, he, as he dies right yeah spoilers exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah spoilers yeah. But it's um, 
I mean, really, I could take or leave the concept, but it's just that the songs are strong enough that it doesn't need a concept. Um, but it does, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, but it has one, which yeah. is which is a great bonus. Like Michael Beinhorn, the the, the producer on this, yeah. he worked with the, the, guy, the same guy he'd worked with previously on the last two, like the same engineer, but this guy Beinhorn was the new element. And he had worked with the Chili Peppers mm-hmm. on their first few albums, Soundgarden. He worked on Super Unknown. Yeah. He worked on all of Ozzy's solo albums. The dude had like... So- crispy crispy powerhouse yeah. albums and it's wow. one of the best i mean as far as 1998 goes this album is proof that there's no excuse for bad production because in, it's ni- sounds, in 1998 yeah because like, it sounds shit. amazing yeah. so this has been released this year i'd be like yep one of the best production jobs of the year yeah. sounds fucking fantastic so crisp his his voice is the best it had ever been yeah i think he got a bit of that lately he got a bit back into that realm which is cool yeah a little bit we, we tackled that album can you see there is a bit of a through line between that and this? Yeah, I definitely can. Yeah, I Kill, can... Kill For Me is pretty close to do- the dope show as far yeah. as a sexy, slow thing. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, dope, the dope show is, is fun. Very yeah. slinky. Yeah. Very nice gu- sexy. Nice guitar layering out at the end of it. Yeah. Very blues. Very yeah. unexpected. That, that song and... Um, what's the one that sounds like fame? Um... um. Ooh, which oh, one? don't t- don't like the, I don't oh, like don't the drugs. Like the drugs that, yeah. almost, that almost mirrors that yeah. from uh, from Fame by David Bowie. Yeah, um, which with a, again, with a bit of soulful backup singing. Oh yeah, for Lynn Lin Davis, actually one of the most yeah. uh, prolific backing singers in recorded music. Mm. She's been on something like a yeah. thousand albums. Yeah, but she she's... brought it home. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Especially at the end, they're just having having a lot of crack. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, yeah. I you know, I, it's a little, it's a funny surprise, a little bit like when De- Devin managed to get a gospel choir to sing on uh, Epic Cloud. You know, like there's just this soulful singer going, "Don't like the drugs, but the drugs like me." Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Almost every track on this is an earworm in in just different ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, in different ways. I mean, you know, it goes all the way from uh, somber, synthy. Yeah, like last day on earth, which yeah. almost has like that failure type space rock vibe to it. Yeah, or something Ken Andrews would do in or it. Or so you're a solo Ken Andrews, yeah, but definitely. Yeah sort of foreboding dark chord chord chordy synths yeah yeah right exactly and then all the way to you know there's like a tom waits murder ballad fundamentally loads yeah which just, <laughs> just amps up at the end yeah and um and then yeah speed of pain is yeah. uh to- is a total sort of yeah like it's a it's a yeah. rock ballad like it's a, it's a sort of a power yeah. ballad almost. and i think one of my favorite surprises when i first listened to this was post-human yeah. Yeah. Kind of this frantic, um, acid, industrial, thrashy element, you know, is yeah. is an oddity. Post, post-human and um, Great Big White World are probably the two that I would say most, uh, show the most continuation from the Trent Reznor era. Mm-hmm. Like, post-human is, is definitely has that kind of... Mm, garbled crunchy grimy kind of industrial like sound a, um, to it the drums are almost on a loop yeah 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 yeah, indu- yeah, yeah. yeah 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 but but you know but that yeah. just that in that line that he's like god it's just a statistic so good yeah, it's yeah. so oh. good <laughs> that's such a clean kind of upper register scream yeah you'd be surprised considering where where he's kind of gone with his vocal technique late yeah. like in the last few years that this was him at one point 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I now see what the uh, guy from Death Stars is aping when he does, yeah, you yeah. know, that's a very, it's a very similar yeah. uh, style. Um, some, I, I also like the chorus and user-friendly. I love how oh, simple the lyrics God. are. I actually love love the guitar work in that. Oh, it's been stuck in my head, but you know, it's it. You gotta be very careful where you yeah. sing that because it's like, I wanna fuck you till somebody better comes yeah. along. You yeah, know, user friendly fucking dumb star obscene. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you don't hum that, you know, yeah. when you're when you're over for tea at your yeah. grandmother's house. But uh, yeah, I I think it's that song was kind of coloured by the. At first, I was like. It's just a song about being about being a dickhead, but then yeah. there's actually a little sort of vocal sample that's like she says on before the before the chorus. So you mm. you're kind of more like oh it's it's yeah. this is like a reaction to something that's happened to him yeah kind of thing um which made me a little bit like it it just felt like it was unnecessarily mean <laughs> yeah which I know like it's Marilyn Manson like he's he's a he's a big scary spooky yeah. dude but and could you believe. Yeah, parents got angry at this guy for the Columbine massacre. Well, yeah. like this. Well, this album is. Was just, this the one? I think so. Or it was just him as a presence. Yeah. Like. No, I, I absolutely. Um, and I'm, then you listen to this, which is in the middle of all that shitstorm, and it's just a fucking good rock album. Yeah. Like it's it's like blaming a little bit more of an edgier Bowie. But no, this for one. A, this for a this shooting. is sorry. I was just thinking yeah. the Columbine was. Was early 1999, so this would have been the Marilyn Manson album that was the finger was pointed to. Yeah, and then Holy War was or Holy um, Wood, Wood. Sorry, that was Megadeth. <laughs> Hollywood um, was kind of the reaction. Yeah, but that's and that's fine. But I just, I just don't hear the. I, there's nothing on this I album just, that the, that the incites the, the kid who had the gun had a Marilyn Manson shirt. Yeah, but this nothing yeah. on this incites yeah. violence. I exactly. Mean, <laughs> it's it, you know it's it's catchy it's got a lot of swagger to it at times it's dark it's doomy yeah but lyrically the most offensive it's, it's, thing on it is that user friendly it's song. really introspective and and very solace in its meaning but as well. fantastical you know yeah like coma white like again like it kind of almost i feel like the vibe of that song evokes garbage a little bit but yeah, you know, yeah. like that, it's very ninety sounding. But um, yeah, but coma white. I mean, it's it's like a, this song oh. about you know two robots yeah. falling in love. Like how does the that rock opera, high a, school a massacre, a rock opera, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, don't don't understand how that happened, mm. but um, I do understand that the cover would have induced panic. I just want to. <laughs> well, yeah. if the cover did, then I'm not. I don't know what the hell, Diamond Dogs. David Bowie's Diamond Dogs right. did to the community. Right. <laughs> That's just him as a naked half dog, half human. True. So it's been done before. Yeah, but like, I, I totally to be fair, I, th- I, I do I do think there's a particular shout that needs to be given to the people behind that cover because it's so iconic. The Mechanical Animals cover. If you see it, you'll know it. You just will recognize it. And yeah. um, the the photographer's called Joseph uh, Cultus and the designer was Paul Brown. It's fucking amazing. It's, I used to have yeah. a poster of it. It's gone now. Like, yeah. But, but like you know, people were people were so flummoxed by the cover that they didn't know how it had been done, and they people were talking about, oh, he must have got surgery. Yeah. Did he did he have like fake breasts? Did put he get on? a rib taken out? And I think his response was, I wish. No, it was, just, <laughs> it was really really great prosthetics work that that yeah. you know allowed that photo, and it's a real photograph, mm-hmm. you know, to be taken. Um, iconic iconic yeah. and I think the album is, is every bit as good as the cover promises yeah you know I don't do I do I love every moment on it no not really there's, there's, there's uh, some, moments, bit, some bits are a little bit yeah. there's dips um, all of it's catchy 
You know, yeah. if, if even dippish. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of fundamentally loathsome. I like the end part. Um, I like think when the solos come in, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, I but you know, but there's enough on here, far more than enough on here to 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 sort of qualify it as a classic. Yeah. Uh, and like new model, I just can't imagine anybody not enjoying that song. Yeah. It has the same energy as. Like it's funny. That's the, I have such a thin line when it comes to anything that's like blues rock inspired, and that yep. definitely that do da do do da do da like yeah. that that almost my Sharona. Yeah, yeah, right. It's my Sharona. It's like it's Chelsea Dagger. It's all the songs <laughs> that I hate that people raise their like lager up to the sky and kind of go sing along. Like, yeah. but but he does it just to the right side of the line where I'm like, yeah, no, I get pissed and be like, I'm the new, I'm the new, new model. Like, you know, yeah. he does it right. Yeah, it's got that hard rock. It's more leaning on that than anything else. Yeah. Like, and it's just vo- his voice. Yeah. Yeah, it's just this big bossy rock and roll, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah. With it's a heart. Just, with a heart. Absolutely with a heart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't. He it's interesting as well, Marilyn Manson, because he doesn't seem to be a songwriter. He he Not he writes he writes the lyrics, uh, but but the band wrote all the songs. Yeah. So I mean, he 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 supplies the guitar live, the acoustic guitar. Yeah, I believe. But like the actual songs themselves were written by, you know, Zimzum and the guitarist Twiggy, Twiggy Ramirez, who now who has gotten into a bit of a disgraced, scramble. Yeah. In uh, that era of. Yeah. Many musicians get in this race. But and yeah. uh, Madonna Wayne Gacy, the, the keyboardist. Yeah. So I just want to yeah. give those guys a shout out. Yeah. Um, in terms of having written the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Marilyn Manson obviously adding, you know, his unique spice on top, which is which yeah. is what makes these mm-hmm. iconic. It's timeless for me. Absolutely timeless. Yeah. As most late 90s albums are. For some reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this one, this one definitely deserves its place in history. It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, you're slowly indoctrinating me into Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the trilogy is a fun place to go work around. I like all their elements, but yeah. they take a bit of did more that, of a diehard. Did this was this the second album of the trilogy? Was it? Yeah. Then yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Hollywood is Hollywood. This is the new shit. Is that on? Oh uh, no, that's that's the Golden Age of Grotesque. Album, oh right? yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, Fight song is on Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. All right, great stuff. I teams. thoroughly enjoyed yeah. that. So um, we'll be back in two weeks with yet more albums to review. Yeah, thanks for joining us. You can uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Kill Shuffle, Kill Shuffle on Facebook, um, and you can follow our playlist on Spotify to stay up to date with what we're reviewing. But uh, in the meantime, take care of yourselves. Bye.